0: Welcome back. We are on part two of You Want to Be Rich, Follow These Six Simple Rules. Thanks for the emails and the messages and those of you who have found us on Instagram at Tim and Julie Harris for messaging us through Instagram. We really appreciate the fact that you guys are appreciating this series. And I think now more than ever, um, especially as we're starting to see the effects of uh, inflation and some of the other things that are happening around the planet, we're starting to realize that really it is up to you as an individual to stake your Freedom stake your claim to be free and the only way to do that ultimately is by being rich where your money works for you and you no longer have to work for your member uh, money and remember today is part number uh, part two of this series so make sure you listen to yesterday's uh, podcast and I do want to uh, kind of tail end yesterday's podcast with the final thought from yesterday so that you can carry that thinking into today if you have to choose between being rich and being famous you have to choose between rich and being famous which are you going to choose? And I've asked that question on this podcast. Julie and I have asked that question in live events for years. And the answer is always different, you know, depending on oftentimes your age. In your 20s, people will say famous. In their 30s, they might still say famous. In their late 30s, they're going to start saying rich. Mm-hmm. In their 40s, they're going to realize they should have said rich in the first place. And on older, and as they age, even more so.
1: Strangely, as you get more responsibility in life. Well, strangely,
0: <laughs> as you realize, the, I think the, uh, you know, the... The false, the false gods of sure. fame, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are also believing that once they're famous, somehow they'll be rich. And especially in this crazy social networking culture we're in now. That's for sure. It's been really beat into everyone, every young person, millennial, and Generation Z's head into believing that their mission in life is to be famous. Well, you can be famous. I'm not doubting that. You can do all kinds of asinine things on social and have a lot of people you know, give you attention, and indeed you could be famous. But that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be rich. And if your true quest, well, eventually your true quest will be to be free, and free is where you don't have to worry about money anymore, where it's no longer an issue, where you can then start focusing your efforts on other things that, uh, fr- frankly, are maybe even a higher purpose for you on this planet. But in order for that to happen, you have to have your financial needs more than met. So we're going to be picking up today on rule number three. But Julie's got some <laughs> tales from the front lines that yes. she wants to share with you guys before we get to rule number three.
1: Well, I have to say I'm so very proud of our coaching clients, our premier and our elite coaching clients. Why? Because they are making the market their own. They are staying in control. They are taking control. They are not sitting around waiting for the spring market to come, waiting for the market to crash, waiting for this, waiting for that. They are I mean, here we are practically March. If it was going to just be like that all of a sudden, it already would have.
0: In other words, if there was going to be some sort of uh, big surprise on the downside or upside, you'd already know. That's kind of what Julie's saying. Yeah.
1: And if you were going to be flooded with all of your upcoming spring market, that would have already happened. So why am I so proud of them? Because they're doing more proactive activities in different spaces than they used to, to get the listings that they need to meet or exceed their goals. What they're not doing, Tim, they are not ratcheting back their goals. They're not not saying, oh, the market's not giving it to me on its own. So I better just settle for less. They're saying, no, you know, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. And I'm going to go do it. So for example... Agents who are finding unusual expireds right? They're looking a little bit further out geographically, further back in time. There are a lot of for sale by owners out there. There are agents putting together a lot of new construction deals that you don't see in the MLS. You go visit, visit those builders. Oh, I know you have to make an appointment now. You can't just walk in. Well, woe is you. Go do it because nobody else is. That's how deals are done.
0: Well, it goes – we did a whole podcast series on this. Was that's that what they're
1: using. They're using it? those points. It was called uh, 12 Ways to Get 22 Listings in 2022. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, 12 – was it? maybe yes. it was 22 Ways to Get 22 Listings in
1: 2022. It was yeah. 12, okay. We decided 22 would be too overwhelming to Yeah, them. that's probably true. Uh, but well, there are – I mean, there are definitely 22 Ways. But we did the top 12, concentrating on people who are most likely to list right now, And what our coaching clients have done with that is they've turned that into a daily checklist. They're saying, all right, if I'm going to get more listings and I have to do more and be more and expand my skills, what am I actually doing about it? So I'm going to look at, let's say, point number six is knowing more about new construction. What am I doing about that today? This has become their action step list.
0: Well, go back and listen to the podcast is the punchline here. And it is, again, it was called 12 Ways to List 22 Homes in 2022. Correct. Uh, go it. back and listen to that podcast. Is waiting for you on iTunes, on Stitcher, on TimAndJulieHarris.com, and every other podcast listening widget that there is out there. And by the way, when you're on iTunes – Please do feel free to leave Julie and I a five-star review. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes and leave some comments. We certainly appreciate it. That goes a long way to motivating us, frankly, to continue doing this podcast, even at a higher level. We are going to be adding an interview uh, element to this in, in March. We've done interviews, obviously, thousands of interviews in the past, but we're going to be adding extra content, so maybe an extra podcast a week or maybe two, where we're going to start interviewing some of our top producing coaching clients, some others that are, I think, true luminaries in the real estate business, and that's happening in March, but do please uh, give us a five-star review on iTunes. All right, Julie, so let's get yes. to rule number three. I
1: love new rule number three. <laughs> (laughs) Me too. (laughs) I think it's highly motivational, actually. So rule number three, everything, and I mean everything, is better when you're rich. Nothing is worse. For example, when you, all of you listening, have normal life problems, as we all do, does having money make those problems better or worse? Even the worst case scenarios of life are better when you're rich. You have no problems when your problems can go away when you write a check, for example. Just keeping it real, some of them will be triggered by all these thoughts.
0: Well, but that is the bottom line. What real financial problems do you ever have in life if you have the ability to write a check and make said problem go away? Think about all the things that have tripped you up, tripped your family up just from the beginning of your time that if you'd had the money to essentially make said Mm -hmm. problem go away, it would have saved so much stress in your life. That is one of the benefits of being rich. Again, being rich is where your money works for you and you no longer have to work for your money and we're going to get some more specifics but this is something that's very interesting this particular mm-hmm. point the reason Julie and I, I like so it the too. most is because it is so counter to what all of us most of us were really taught rich <laughs> people are evil the more money you have the more problems you have them all the socially sort of bizarre crap that we're beaten over the head with when it goes uh, when it comes to being rich rich is simply where your money works for you and you no longer have to work for your money. So if, uh, if you had seventy five hundred, if your overhead is $7,500 a month, let's say, and you have $7,500 or $8,500 a month coming in every month that you don't actually have to hustle for, you by definition are rich. In other words, you have enough money coming in every single month that you don't have to worry about paying your bills. Now, if one of life's many challenges creeps up and decides to bite you on the butt – isn't it nice to know that you you, you can essentially deal with whatever the said problem is and not have to worry about money, not have to worry about income? I mean guys, this is one of the things you got to root out. Do you believe that life will be better if you're rich? Do you believe that life will be better when you have more money and even more money beyond that? Because if you don't, You're working against yourself. If you don't believe life is better with more money, then you are not ever really going to have the motivation, subconsciously mostly, to earn more money. Doesn't that make sense? It
1: does, but Tim, people romanticize the idea of living simple lives. There was a whole movement called, uh, what is it called? Voluntary Simplicity, Simplicity, right. Out on the prairie or in a jungle tribe. But the historical facts are that the tribal nation of humans was actually quite horrible. There's so many historical (laughs) examples of this. Even the Indian tribes in the Southwest actually committed some of the most brutal atrocities ever accounted for. If you don't believe me, get brushed up on your history. Rape and murder were normal on the prairies. That's a little typo fix. They weren't the spiritual meccas of well-being. I mean, let's just keep it real. No heat, no electric, hard to find water, you know, warring Indian tribes. Didn't know where your food was going to be. You had to learn how to hunt. You had to learn how to grow stuff. It was not this whole, you know, mecca of well-being. So... Well, it's,
0: it's this communalistic sort of, you know, belief that the simpler your life is, the fewer things you have to worry about, the happier you're going to be. And there's elements of truth to that. That's true. But the problem is, is if you're having to worry about your existence, if you're having to worry about essentially <laughs> your source of energy, your source of food, your, your very survival, that is not an existence that's going to be something that any of you want.
1: No, and the modern version of that takes on some different flavors. So, for example... Maybe you're not worried about where you're going to get your groceries from, but how many of you guys that are listening right now don't even have health insurance? And so, that is one of the most common things that we hear when we get new coaching clients coming in. Oh, I've got to pay off this big health care bill. Or I had a big health care bill that ruined me financially. Why was that? Because you didn't have health insurance. Well, Having money makes it so you can pay for health insurance so you don't get your butt kicked by life happening to you. You're
0: right. Those are the, they're two That's big, the modern version. There are two big normal problems. Well, there's probably three or four uh, normal problems that agents have. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just go through them financially, sure. right? Mm-hmm. They have lingering tax problems. Yep. They have a lingering problem from health insurance. Mm -hmm. They have no no savings. In other words, if they have a couple crappy months, they're out. They're out. out, Okay, Mm -hmm. Um, and and frankly, they're they're dependent on a bought source of business basically.
1: That's right. All which can be cured by making more money.
0: Well, exactly. But that those and you won't necessarily if the money is flowing, if listings are happening, buyers are buying, if the fear of missing out is strong in the housing market, it's easy to find somebody that will maybe push past their frankly, uh, common sense, and purchase or sell or whatever, whatever. There's a lot of FOMO, a lot of greed, basically. Mm-hmm. When that starts to leave the market, which is what you're starting to experience now, you're going to start seeing people start changing their uh, their approaches to real estate. They're going to stay put. They're not going to sell. That's the reason right now in the country, Julie, we shared this yesterday, but yeah. still, do you remember the numbers?
1: For active listings, you mean? In the entire country. It's about to drop below 400,000.
0: Okay. So there's 400. Now, that doesn't include new construction.
1: Correct. That's, stuff that's, that, that's that, listed inventory.
0: Right. Listed with an agent or broker, right? So there's less than 400,000 homes for sale currently in the United States. We are posting a, a report on this on our website, Tim and Julie Harris, and where you can go and look. But the graph that uh, Julie and I found, it was from the St. Louis Fed, right? Yes. Was mm-hmm. uh, something I'd never, I couldn't even, I didn't realize how different it was than just like- yeah. Five years ago. That's right. It showed the difference in available inventory from, well, at, I mean, even last it year. It was essentially
1: year, a million listings different. It was
0: extraordinary. Yeah. So, there, and there's no reason to believe that trend's going to marketably uh, change. Going back to why you have to start creating your own inventory, mm-hmm. going back to why you need to start basically being a proactive lead generator and stop buying business, you were to follow Julie's advice, you start calling those old expireds a year ago, two years ago, that hadn't been relisted, hadn't sold, and you tell them that, guess what? Having your house not sell two or three years ago was the best thing <laughs> that happened to you. Right. Now the house is worth 40% more. Do you think those sellers know the house is worth that much more? No. Not until you call them. Same with for sale by owners. I don't want to pay a realtor commission. Well, Mr. Seller, you're wanting to sell this house for $600,000. What if I can sell it to you for, you know, the check I okay. hand you basically is uh, the, exactly what you're expecting to have from the sale of the home and it doesn't really at that point make a difference what i charge so mr seller i understand real estate commissions are important obviously it affects your bottom line but if the check i hand you at closing meets or exceeds your financial expectations. What difference does it make? Would I charge?
1: Especially if you can get the job done faster, more efficiently without hassle to you.
0: Exactly. So this is the kind of thing that is happening right now because of this really incredible seller's market. Now, again, we're gonna, I'm not going to get in the soapbox, but the reality of it is, if you're stuck in the paradigm believing last year is going to be like this year and you're going to be able to buy, your lead, buy buyer leads and you're going to make ends meet, all of those, uh, essentially everything in that sort of, I'll call it a business model, isn't really, but you know everything in that end of the business where you guys have been buying buyer leads forever—it's changing incredibly fast. I hope you're paying attention to it. I hope you're really consciously having it register in your head that last year is not this year, and you better uh, change your skill set or the market's going to eat you alive.
1: That's right. Refer to previous podcasts on what to do about all this. Yes. Okay, so you know the funny story is Tim. People get all romantic about things being simple, but. Every now and then, you hear about a lost tribe getting found.
0: Yeah. There was a movie about this. Yes, remember? A think, uh, yeah, a recent
1: one. Yeah, and on so, Netflix. so what happens when they get found? They've been found by, you know, some anthropologist or scientist or something. They get out. <laughs> they find out about other stuff. They find out, you know, they don't have to have underwear made out of a palm leaf.
0: Well, let me tell the story. And this is, if I remember any of the details wrong, but this is mm-hmm. fascinating. So again, a lot of people, a lot of you were raised believing that simplistic life is, you know, you can essentially make your underwear upon upon leaves. I'm making extreme examples, Julie and I are saying, presenting the way we are to try to make you guys be introspective and laugh mm-hmm. a little bit. But the reality of it is, is that you got to root out the thinking that's preventing you from ever being financially free. And then what's really interesting is you got to ask yourself, why did you think that way to begin with? Mm-hmm. Because somebody taught you to think communalistically, Somebody taught you to believe that you should be dependent on something else, not independent, right? Somebody taught you to believe that being rich is not a noble goal, whereas the reality of it is being rich is your obligation. But here was the movie. Here was the gist of it. There were some scientists. I think it was a rainforest in Brazil or Mm -hmm. something crazy. Mm -hmm. But there was a – no, no, no. I remember now as I'm starting to talk. It was someplace in Asia. Okay. It was some, um, yeah, and it was like... Pretty a, remote. Incredibly remote. And there was this tribe of humans that lived deep, deep, deep in this rainforest. And these scientists had discovered them. Um, and I mean, you know, I, let's just say it that way. I don't know if they needed to be discovered, but they discovered right. them. And they started using uh, taking pictures from of them and, you know, using really, really long-range photography and satellites and all the rest of it. And they were studying this tribe of humans for a long period of time and then, of course, they decided – I think they got discovered. I don't mm-hmm. think they actually ever approached this tribe of humans. Right. But they got discovered. And uh, so one of them, I think it was a hunter or something, was out hunting and stumbles across some guy with a long telephoto lens and says, <laughs> well and – and the 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 uh, the native uh, you know human there didn't recognize the guy with the telephoto lens, and there was a little confrontation. But eventually they decide, well, now that we're discovered, now that they know we're here, we're going to start making contact with them. Well, so the um, scientists – who are again communalistically thinking thought that they were going to meander in there and they're going to pick up all kinds of little life lessons and philosophical you know things from a you know the way humans used to think, and this is going they 're going to somehow better themselves personally because mm-hmm. they 're learning why how these people can be so incredibly happy living off the earth. And just with each other's company, and they tell stories about the ancient times and look at the stars every night and <laughs> well, whatever. are doing whatever. their cave paintings, exactly, yeah. whatever, whatever. All right, so as soon as these people, these scientists, meander into this uh, village, and the you know women and men were just wearing loincloths. I'm telling you guys, this is fairly recent research. This yourself. The second they walked in, and it was a video of this. The the it was originally they met with the men, the elders, and the the elder men started saying, "What the hell are you wearing? Is that is a sh- shirt?"
1: <laughs> What's a shirt?
0: We want that shirt yeah and, and so then the scientists started giving them the stuff just because they were wanting to be friendly and they figured that yeah. must be what you're supposed to do. This. you're supposed to give something to the you know the tribal leaders and all the rest of it. And then guess what? then they realized that they didn't need to wear that you know palm leaf underwear anymore. And then they started essentially wearing western clothes basically was the gist of it. And then what they then started to do there was a younger group I'm remembering all this mm-hmm. now, there was a younger group of uh, it was men that decided uh, they did this on the download to follow the scientists out of the jungle.
1: Right, and because then, there was a, town, a civilized town nearby.
0: Well, not nearby, not but, but they, they had set up but, a they had set up a camp yeah. nearby, and so the, and then they when the people were driving away from their camp to what was more of a civilized town, this uh, these native uh, you know people followed them all the way out. Mm-hmm. So now they knew not only can you have Cooler swag. Right. <laughs> but you can then also have a house, electricity. You can carry
1: you, your water in bottles. You can have
0: food that's, yeah, right. Yeah. You can have food that's basically in a store. What what's You this? don't have
1: to kill your meal this evening. It,
0: exactly. If you want to eat later today, you have flavor.
1: Here's the punchline. They actually kind of liked that.
0: And they didn't go back. Yeah. And so what happened was the very discovery of this tribal, uh, you know, sort of original humans, as soon as the original humans discovered that there was a better quality of life they got the hell out. And then, as more and more of them left, obviously, it decimated this little local, this little, uh, you know, indigenous culture, which is in itself very sad, but it's an interesting study of human behavior. And again, I'm gonna go back to the fact that why do you believe that having less makes you happy? And I'm not saying just hoarding for the sake of hoarding, no. but you are, and this is what hoping you guys are going to see as a as an epiphany, you're a spiritual being, sorry for the woo-woo there, for those of you who've been listening to us for a long time, forgive me for that, but you're a spiritual being in a physical incarnation. What that means is because you are you are a human, you need food, you need shelter, you need shoes, you need clothes, you need medical care, you need a car to take your little humans right. to wherever the heck they need to go. Mm-hmm. You need stuff right you can't deny that you need stuff to be able to exist on this planet you do even the native you know they're the uh original people let's yeah. call them the indigenous we'll indigenous say. right so why not make it really nice stuff if you can choose between having shoes that are really comfortable and look nice and are well made and shoes that are you know not why wouldn't you wear the nicer stuff some of you get mixed up in your heads By wanting stuff. Now, it's kind of funny. I think that's changed in the last generation, if you want to know the truth. But Mm -hmm. when Julie and I were raised... Uh, which isn't that long ago. We, we're still being raised by each other in a lot of ways. But you <laughs> yeah. did, there was sort of this subculture of why is it that you need to spend money on all this nice stuff? But I think the generations that came after us had the epiphany that, well, you know, nicer stuff is, well, guess what, nicer for a reason. Because
1: they started to be able to see a lot more cool stuff online. That's for, probably for one why, reason, you know. Right,
0: they have different associations That's with That's right. It.
1: But how many of your decisions are made, how many times in the day, do you say to yourself, well, I would do that, but I, I'm not going to want that because I can't afford it, right? right. How many times do you say that? How many times, even, it, you know, it's funny. I see people, even if they can afford it, we see this with coaching clients who are not used to making a lot of money because they're in the habit of saying, I'm not going to do that because I can't afford it. There's a different, that doesn't mean that when you do have money that you just go out and buy whatever you feel like buying, but you can make different choices. You can choose to have, you know, maybe you're really into nice shoes. Maybe you want a nicer watch, but train yourself to stop saying, "Well, I'm not going to like that because I can't afford it." Because and, that's where you keep yourself.
0: And watch yourself if you're, um, like, if you're beating yourself up for wanting a nicer house, wanting nicer things. The things are just there as little tchotchkes that you can reward, use to reward yourself along the way for having done something that was in service to another person. Ultimately, because some somebody who has more than you. I know there are exceptions, but very few. When somebody has accumulated more or has more success, the formula is they've simply helped more people.
1: That's right. That's They the earned bottom, it. They earned it.
0: That's the bottom line. Why is Tom Cruise the new Top Gun movie? Why is he going to make hundreds of millions of dollars? Because there are you know millions and millions, if not hundreds of millions of people that are going to watch that and enjoy it. And the it, there's voluntarily,
1: a, by the way, nobody put a gun to their head. They it, wanted to go and be entertained. They enjoy it.
0: And they're going to pay some fee. And of which he's going to get a portion of. So he is actually able to deliver something of value to obviously a whole bunch of people, thus he's paid. So if you see somebody who has more, somebody who is very wealthy or even mildly wealthy, wealthier than you, let's say, the reason that they are so is because at some point they were able to learn how to provide a service or create a product, kind of the same thing, that was of value to enough other people that they were willing to pay for so if you you will have abundance in your life if you're willing to sell, solve problems for more people. If you don't have what you want in your life, it's because you have not yet accepted the fact that there's a direct correlation between the experience you're having on this planet and the number of people who you've helped to improve their experience on the planet. That's all it is. Rich is essentially a mirror or abundance essentially is a mirror of your willingness to learn how to help other people and then apply that skill set to be of service it to other It is the people. result of that. It That's is the what result it is. of
1: figuring that out. I mean, people people like to pick on Elon Musk because I don't know how many billionaire, but he's, you know, plenty of money, right? But how many people has he employed on the planet, not just in his town, figuring out how to get to the moon, figuring out how to put satellites all over the world? You, I mean, on one level, it's because he's helping literally the world, but he's also employed probably tens of thousands of people. Millions, I don't know. Mil- sure. Millions, you know, because Between he's figured that out. And, yes, yeah. He's contributing and he's making money as a result. There's so, nothing wrong with that. So
0: scale this back to your own reality, right? So what is it that you want in life that you don't have? Okay. Acknowledge that there are things in life that you want that you don't have. Start with the sense of being, which is our next point, The sen- the, the real desire to be financially free. Start there. And once you've got that sense, once you've got that accomplished, once you've got the money coming in every month, so you no longer have to worry about earning money anymore, what would you do with your time? This is what we talked about the other day. Who would you vote for? Where would you live? What would you, everything in your life is going to change if all of a sudden you've essentially cut the yoke that was keeping you tethered to having to be in a state of uh, constant financial dependence, right?
1: Well, this is one of the reasons why I spend so much time on goal setting, getting them to think bigger, getting them to understand that they can do and be and have and see anything in life that they want to. Because you have a real estate license. It just depends on what you do with it.
0: Now, why is it that so many agents fail? It's simply because so many agents are looking for shortcuts. Julie and I have been in the coaching and training business for decades now. And that really is the bottom line. Because I know this is not something all of you want to hear, but it is the truth. Many of you will absolutely pass by a essentially locked in, guaranteed, if you do this, you're going to get this if it requires more effort than something that's sitting next to it, that's highly speculative, but it seems like you won't actually have to make any effort. In other words, the longer you resist the reality that doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level results in abundance, especially when you do it consistently, the longer you resist that, the longer you're going to ever, um, you, frankly, you're never going to really reach the the incarnation or the version of yourself that you have within yourself to be. So the longer you resist your innate nature to want to be of service to other people because you refuse to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do at the highest level, the less likely you are to ever have a life that's even 1% of what otherwise could have been.
1: Well, so one of two things will happen. They will wash out of real estate and go do something else, and have probably a lot of emotional, financial, and mental baggage that goes with that. And all the people, and all
0: the people that you know, were saying, "Why didn't you just stay doing your own job? Why is it that you wanted to get your real estate license in the first place? Why is it you wanted to break free of the tribe that you're in and try to excel?" You're going to then just feed them to which they're then going to, you know, remind you why you should always try to keep yourself small, and then the probability of you ever being break yeah, being able to it. break free. Of the you know, being a crab in the bucket drops to bit less than yeah, zero. You You're
1: saying, well, I guess you were right. Yeah. You know, or option B, you get sick of that and you decide to take more action, be coachable and have a shorter path to your success versus fighting it.
0: And obviously, guys, the move that we're suggesting all of you make, and we're going to move to a secret number or rule number four here, is that you join our premier coaching program. You can join our premier coaching program you will uh, instantly have access to daily semi-private coaching calls with our new member coaches it's an a to Z system it gives you all the scripts we tell you exactly how to generate your own leads not buy them we tell you how to you know answer all the toughest questions we're going to help you build the confidence so you can build a consistent sustainable business that results in you having consistent sustainable income to which then you'll become rich where your money works for you you no longer work for your money Or you can be like everybody else and just look for shortcuts. Look for the shiny object. How many of you right now are listening to what Julie and I say innately know what we're saying is true, but you're going to hop over to some Facebook page and you're going to look for the latest, greatest, whizziest, you know, shiniest object, hoping and praying that it will result in you ultimately not having to make yourself uncomfortable. Being a little uncomfortable is okay. I mean, being a little uncomfortable is necessary to grow. There's no two ways about it. And so many humans right now, are Westerners mostly, they think that they're entitled to never be uncomfortable. Well, you can act like that, but you're never going to actually have any sort of – you're never going to have a truly fulfilled life. And you're going to grow older, you're going to be resentful, or you're going to be resigned. One of those two things is going to happen if you've never actually worked to become the best version of yourself. You know essentially you need to be rich because ultimately that's what your heart wants and i encourage all of you guys to become a premier coaching member by texting the word premier to 47372 text the word premier to 47372 And when you do, we're going to give you a link, and you can just click on the link, and you become a premier coaching client for around $100 a month, depending on, frankly, which path you want to follow as far as membership. So all you have to do is text the word PREMIER to 47372, and you'll have instant access. You could even be on your coaching call with your coach today, Mm -hmm. depending on what time it is. And all you got to do is text the word PREMIER to 47372, and you will have full access to our Uh, everything that's included in Premier Coaching. Do that now. You know you want to. You know you're tired of getting ready to get started. You know you're looking for essentially the answer to the question that you're looking for, which is how to be free. How to be free is following the steps that we lay out for you in the Premier Coaching Program. Text the word "Premier" to four seven three seven two. And remember, message and data rates may apply. Rule number four, Julie.
1: Rule number four: What your heart, soul, mind, body, and spirit search beyond all else is one thing, and that's freedom. You want more that more than anything. We call it libertas. Do to do what you do what you want to do when you want to do it at the highest level. I give you a quick uh, uh, examples. Almost all my elite coaching clients, when I, the ones I talk to personally every week, they are all either moving, rehabbing something, moving up. They had the choice. They used their freedom because they get all of this. And they saw something that they wanted and they said, you know what? Yes. I, maybe I don't want to list that. I want to buy that. I want to have that house on the river. I want to buy a 100-acre farm. I want to build John Walkinshaw in Canada. I want to build a cabin on the lake they were able to exercise their Libertas because they understand all.
0: Libertas is Latin for freedom, by the way. Uh, Liberté means freedom in French. Yes. Yes, it does. So but the point of it, guys, if you really cut through it now, initially, when you got into real estate, when you decided to start your own business, you were looking for a bunch of different sort of unassociated things. You were, looking But it was still
1: freedom. It was freedom from your job, freedom from the tyranny of not making enough money, freedom of being dependent on somebody else for your job job. It still was freedom. Maybe it was defined a little bit different way. And one of the things we do in coaching all the time is try and get you back to that excitement that you had when you first got your license. Now, some of you listening, that's not hard because you just got your license. That's Okay but it's all about freedom. And then as you learn all of these things, you learn to save and pay yourself first. You learn to be a listing agent. You learn to do all of that. Your definition of freedom changes. That's the freedom to say, you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna buy that new car. So
0: here's the mental exercise I've taken coaching clients through. So you woke up this morning and you were feeling fantastic. You got a great night asleep. sleep. Now, I want you to tell me what your world looks like as soon as you open your eyes. Are you in the bed that you're in? Are you looking at the bedroom that you're looking at, that you looked at this morning? Are, or maybe you're looking at it now as you're listening to our podcast. Are you in the state, the home? Are you in the environment? Are you about to put on the clothes? When you look in the mirror, is that reflection, what essentially who the person is that you would be if you didn't have to worry about money? Or are you waking up and everything from the second you become conscious again is all about essentially earning money? Is your whole entire life, and your whole entire existence transactional. In other words, the second you wake up, you're thinking about I have to be at this appointment, this appointment, this appointment. Transactional. I have, I have ten these no. ten different of these things to worry about. I have to monitor this. I have to monitor that. All these things that fill your life that you just it becomes habitual to not ever be free. It becomes habitual to be essentially a debt slave. It becomes habitual to never actually even have the remotest opportunity to have a thought. That is not predicated on uh, essentially scarcity. Fair and right. scarcity. What would you, if you had enough financial independence coming in right now, you woke up, you you woke up, and your first thought was, "I'm restaging in here." You woke up, and your first thought was, or your uh, feeling was grateful, uh, gratitude, because you knew that you had enough money coming in that you no longer had to worry about money. What's that feel like? You when you how, say
1: thank you, past? <laughs> exactly. We'll fill in your name. But do you
0: see how everything changes. The context of how you look at the day changes. The context how you look at the room changes. Clo- everything changes. It's almost like, you remember Wizard of Oz where everything started out in black and white and all of a sudden it went into color? I know I did. Yeah. So everything started out in black and white and then went into color? That's what financial freedom gives you. It makes it so you see life. You feel completely different. But you'll never – I'm – doing this as best I can on a podcast so to cut through your ego and your fear and doubt that you can actually accomplish this because you can in your lifetime it's not that hard we've seen thousands of people do it and again guys it's a very simple formula that you can learn too you got to start with the real estate treasure map which we want to give to you text the word um what's the word harris h-a-r-r-i-s to four seven three seven two And when you do, we'll text you back a link to download the real estate treasure map. That's your fill in the blank business and life plan. And it does take you through the laborious work of having to figure out what all your personal business budgets are because that's where you start to understand what your magic number is. And that within that magic number, then we can start figuring out pathways forward to create a profitable business. And with that profit, you reinvest it. And then that money then accumulates in such a way that you are now living off the passive income from your investments. That is the formula guys. It's not more complicated than that. You don't have to wait until you're quote-unquote retired to be financially free because by the way, when you're retired, here's a unfortunate statistic. Most people by the time they reach retirement age, which is now 67, are either dependent on the government or a family member just to basically make uh, bills, uh, make their bills, uh, you know, make it so animals. they don't have yeah. make it so they don't have to live uh, in poverty. Most people retire quote-unquote broke independent. And yet they've had their entire lives to make so to make it so that wasn't true. Now you're led to believe that that what I just said is not true, but statistically what I just said is true. Most people retire broke independent. If you are not proactive and consciously focusing on making it so you don't reach a certain age of uh, being broke dependent, you have to be proactive about this. It starts with the belief and the acceptance that your highest and truest purpose, your heart's Ultimate desire is to be free.
1: That's right. So what are you doing about that? Are you going to wait? Are you a few years away from 67 going, well, I guess that's how it'll go for me? Or are you going to actually take action? If you are listening and you have a real estate license, you have no excuses.
0: And by the way, most people don't earn the most amount of money until they're like in their late 40s and that's early true. 50s. And there are just, there's millions of examples of people that don't earn their greatest level of success and financial, um, you know freedom in essence, until they are in their 60s and 70s. And there's lots of examples of people doing it when they're older than that. I'm telling you this because you're not
1: too old. Stop using that as an excuse. <laughs> we can read your minds. Ask yourself what you would do with your life's energy if you no longer had to worry about money. Allow yourself to paint that picture. If you no longer had that worry, you'd make better decisions. You'll make different and better decisions when you're no longer living in fear of being broke, no longer living in fear of pissing somebody off who might be able to fire you or cause some real sense of financial uh, insecurity. We talked about health insurance and things like that kicking your butt. Do you live in fear of that? I know people that as soon as they have a little uh, car incident because their auto insurance didn't cover them, now they're embarrassed to be driving around what they're driving. What decisions would you make if you didn't have that haunting you, right? If I mean, the inflation is making groceries go up. You know, that's probably doubled your grocery bill. Are you even, are you watching that? Is it freaking you out? What are the decisions that you're making now that are based on being fearful that you won't have enough money?
0: There's not a single one of you listening right now that do not want to be financially free. If you are now listening to Julie and I, after 30 minutes of telling you this and <laughs> sharing with you what you'd feel like or what your alternative pathway could be forward it could be like if you move forward, you are now saying, hell yes, that's what I want. I want it as fast as I possibly can get it. Then why the hell are you doing what you're doing? Why is it you're doing spending money on you know the goofiness you're spending money on? That is the antithesis of doing the things necessary to be financially free. Why is it that you're you know spending so much time on social or working on your branding or working on your marketing? Do those things result in you putting putting Do those things result in putting yourself in a position to help people and make money? No, no, but it keeps
1: them out of conflict.
0: You know, it's because you're getting suckered into believing that you can be a famous and that will make you rich. Because you're chasing the wrong rabbit. You're chasing being famous. You're not chasing the desire to be rich. And by the way, the people selling you those lies are actually not pursuing them themselves. They're actually chasing wanting to be rich. That's the irony of it. They're manipulating you because they know that you, what your ego wants is to be recognized, wants to feel like other people appreciate you. They're, and you want to feel famous like other people look up to you. They're feeding that to you in exchange for your money. And with that money, they themselves are becoming rich.
1: Yeah, that's pretty ironic, isn't it?
0: Well, and that's really, it's a you know, it's a pandemic of sorts in our industry. Well, it most, is. Most of everything that's being sold to agents right now, again, it always goes back. To, if you have to choose, which you do, to be famous or to be rich, which you choose. We will suggest to you that you need to choose rich as fast as you possibly can. And if you've got years of you know chasing the wrong rabbit, the fame rabbit, you can forgive yourself for that and get back to focusing yeah. on being rich. Because here's the thing that happens when you choose to be rich. Here's all the good things. Ready? Number one, you are automatically going to start helping more people and spending less time worrying about you know the silliness that essentially is ingratiating your, you're not ingratiating, but ingrandizing your ego, right? You're gonna, you're gonna stop spending time pursuing those types of things. You will be immune to the Mickey Mouse. You are then going to say, if my, if if I under, now understand that there's a direct correlation to the number of people I help solve their problems and the amount of abundance that I am able to achieve in my own life, you're going to say. To yourself, how the hell can I learn more to help more people? And you're not going to be suckered into thinking it through TikTok videos. You guys mm. get it? It changes the wiring in your brain when you decide to be free. That's right. When you decide to be free, finally to be free, you will start making different decisions and thinking a different way. And then here's what the miracle of all of it is is you will then, once you've made that decision, that is your highest and truest purpose. I want to be financially free. You will accomplish that faster than you possibly can imagine because you're then going to start realizing all the ways you've been wasting money. That's right, but you said the key
1: thing. I don't want to glaze over this. You said once you decide, that's the key thing. Because if you don't decide and you keep doing what you're doing, you're going to keep getting what you're getting. Now, for some of you, some of our relatively grizzled veterans that have been making a great living at real estate, We talk to you guys in coaching too, and you know what you say? I know how to do twelve to fifteen million, maybe twenty million we you know, year in and year out, but I want to do better. I wanna go faster, I wanna save more, I wanna contribute more.
0: The answer is not social networking and try to buy your business, by the way. The answer (laughs) is drilling down on the inefficiencies of what you're already doing that works.
1: Which sometimes is harder for those agents because they have some cash flow to make some speculative things and go, Well, Maybe I'll try something. It's
0: complacency. It's because- It they, is, it's
1: laziness because they want it to be easier.
0: Well, it's complacency because they essentially have, can, they're cruising altitude, right? They've reached momentum and it's easy for them to stay at whatever that level of production is per year. They've been in the business long enough. They're getting off centers of influence and in past clients. They think mm-hmm. I need to, I need to be relevant. So I'm going to start doing, I'm going to start making TikTok videos where I'm dancing around with my cat and stuff. Right. Guys, that stuff is what you really think it to be, which is foolhardy. You, trust your intuition, right? Yeah. You see it for what it is. Now, once you've seen it for what it is, if you want to increase your business, go back to what you did originally to become successful. Do more of it. Do it at a higher level. Remember when you got started, you were doing things you didn't want to do and you didn't want to do at the highest level? <laughs> and you weren't weird about it. And now you've been in the... Bit, well, you may have been weird about it, but you still did it. You did it. And once you started uh, having consistent business and time passes and you accumulate some wealth, you're still not where you want to be or you know you can be. What did you stop doing? The very things it took for you to get there in the first place. Isn't that interesting?
1: I think it is. Well, so what are they going to do about all this? Let me bring you guys back full circle here. When we're talking about rich, remember when we started this podcast series, we, we started it with the definition of rich is when your money is working for you and you are no longer working for it on a daily basis. In other words, passive income coming to you day in and day out. Wasn't that the goal in the first place? If it wasn't, it should be. So that is a different number for different people. Yep. Okay. And that is why we have the real estate treasure map.
0: That's the purpose of the real estate treasure map, to help you self-discover exactly the formula for your financial freedom because to to julie's point and by the way there's not one way for you to build your business there's not one system everybody's a little different everyone has different strengths and weaknesses and that's what our coaching program takes into account so here's what i want you to do here's your homework obviously sign up for premier coaching text the word premier to 47372 When you do, you're also going to be given the treasure map and you're going to be given videos and whatnot to help fill out the treasure map and coaching to help answer questions if you have any questions along with that. So text the word Premier to 47372. Remember, message and data rates may apply. Guys, it starts with giving yourself permission to be able to wake up sometime in the near future with the feeling of gratitude, not the feeling of dread. The reason you want to sleep in is because you don't want to get out of bed because what you have to do next sucks because it's something that you have essentially you're, you're not wanting to actually spend your time doing whatever it is anymore. And I'm trying to refer to obviously worrying about money. If your day is all about having to think about money, I have to go do this. I have to go do that. I have no freedom. I have, I'm having to sell my freedom and selling my time. I'm having to do all this over and over and over again. Obviously, over time, you're going to, your spirit's going to forget what it originally sure. wanted, which is to be free. So, if you have touched even one percent of what that sensation you had when you were a kid, where there was, you know, unlimited potential, where you could be whatever you wanted to be. You guys understand what I'm saying. You just be around some little kids, and you'll understand what I'm talking about. You'll find
1: about. your your desire for freedom again. So what happens
0: as we get older? We're trapped in the hamster wheel of being dependent. We want you to be independent. That's the heart. That's the beating heart of our yeah, essentially our philosophy of business and frankly of life. Be free. Be free. That's libertas, that means freedom. Start with the concept of that you can be financially free. And once you're financially free, we're not suggesting you stop working or stop providing value, because then you'll lose what you have. But we are telling you it changes the context of the nature of the work that you're doing. Maybe you don't have to work with buyers anymore. Maybe you decide not to work with buyers you don't like anymore. Maybe you can then decide to, well, I'm going to now that I know I have all my financial needs met, I'm going to start working, selling real estate even more so because I can see direct benefit from selling real estate. The money I earn from selling real estate isn't going to paying the electric bill anymore. It's now going to a trip to Vale or a nice pair of shoes. Mm-hmm. Or it's going to, you know, contributing money to my church or my what, synagogue you have or my mosque.
1: Freedom to make the decision how you will spend it.
0: Exactly. Everything changes when you've given yourself permission to be free, but everything really changes when you've accomplished that freedom. Start with the realization that you can do it. Not in your lifetime, but in the next 24 to 36 months, every single one of you could do it if you actually took this seriously. You can.
1: That's right. So get your real estate treasure map, not just done, but follow it.
0: That's right. So we will pick up where we left off today, tomorrow with point number, what is it going to be, five, Julie? I believe so. Yeah, tomorrow's the tail end of this podcast. Guys, thanks for continuing to make this number one listen-to daily podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States. This podcast it will be downloaded tens of thousands of times, and we certainly appreciate your support. Um, please do contribute uh, by giving us a five-star review on iTunes. It really does make a huge difference because then what happens is iTunes then shares our podcast with other people that aren't, aren't already listening. And that helps us obviously to get more listeners. So we certainly appreciate your support. It's your way of thanking us for hopefully in some small way or maybe in some big way, making a positive contribution to your life and to your business. In the meantime, have a fantastic day.